2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I cannot believe it. A total faker, a scammer, a charlatan who fakes a cancer battle and documents it on TikTok then pockets tens of thousands of dollars from GoFundMe donation, actually cries in front of the judge and escapes jail. The judge actually believes her BS. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here on Crime Stories and Series XM 111. This TikToker, Madison Russo of Bittendorf, Iowa, scams 40 grand, nearly $40,000. And she gets sympathy of millions of followers after lying about a, quote, football-sized tumor. You heard me. A football-sized tumor wrapped around her spine. When the judge hears her story and watches her start crying, the judge hands down a suspended sentence. Yes, she's walking free. Madison Russo, who fakes leukemia and pancreatic cancer on TikTok, GoFundMe, Facebook, LinkedIn, actually walks free. I can't believe it. Now, I just had a very dear and close Friend Natalie, who went to high school with me back in Macon, Georgia, passed away, leaving behind a son without a mother after a long and valiant fight with cancer. She suffered so much, and her family suffered so much, and her sister Amy did so much to take care of her. But Natalie passed away, she slipped away from us. And now I got to look at this woman, Madison Russo, who fakes leukemia and pancreatic cancer online to scam people. Over 400 people send her donations as part of a 10 year suspended sentence. She was ordered to pay back the nearly $40,000. And if she stays out of trouble for three years of straight probation, she'll stay free forever. I mean, <laughs> Her big fat scam unravels when medical professionals spot problems in her story. How did the whole thing start? Take
0: a listen to our cut one. I want people to live. I want to live. You know, I want, I want there to be a cure. That's Maddie Russo, a 19-year-old college student speaking about suffering from cancer. They found a mass on my pancreas. And I had stage two pancreatic cancer at just 19 years old. She documented her treatment uh, in a series of uh, heartbreaking social media media posts. Before I even started chemo, I harvested my eggs with the OBGYN. Um, And basically, it's just to, you're kind of like freezing your eggs. You're hearing this young girl,
3: Madison Marie Russo, speaking to our friends at Inside Edition, with me an all star panel, but first I want to go to a special guest joining us. is Stephanie Condon oldrieve founder and director of Craig's Cause Pancreatic Cancer Society, and you can find that at Craig'sCause.ca. Stephanie, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, Nancy. Stephanie, to so many people, the two words pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. Now. I'm just a JD, not an MD. But from what I understand, the pancreas doesn't feel like other organs may feel. When your heart is in trouble, you feel it. I've seen my father in pain with a heart attack. Um, With other organs, you feel it. But a layperson's understanding of this, your pancreas doesn't feel the way other organs do. So it's only when cancer of the pancreas metastasizes or goes to other organs that you finally
4: feel it. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. It's often been referred to as a hidden organ. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard for any drug, general practitioner or specialist to, to feel the pancreas. And quite often when the symptoms first present to patients, Um, either there's a misdiagnosis. Um, For instance, my father, um, they thought he had hepatitis um, because he was presenting as jaundice and he had um, an upset stomach. And uh, so he went through several misdiagnoses before actually being diagnosed. So often the pancreas symptoms will present as other illnesses um, before it starts to advance. So well over 50% of the patients, you know, have a prognosis of three to four months after a diagnosis. Um, if it has, if it has metastasized and and then, you know, you certainly feel, um, back pain and, and, uh, like I said, you'll notice jaundice, um, white stool, dark urine, um, Fatigue, unexplained weight loss, you might experience new onset diabetes. So there are a lot of different symptoms that can present with pancreatic cancer, but they're often misdiagnosed in in the earlier, shall we say, stages when they first present until um, the patient knows for sure there's something serious wrong.
3: I'm really sorry about your dad. Thanks. Guys, you're hearing the voice of Stephanie Condon Oldrave the founder and director of Craig's cause pancreatic cancer society and it's especially rare in a young girl just 19 years old now that wasn't her only ailment to top it all off take a listen to our cut 30 this is Maddie on TikTok
0: my name is Maddie Russo and this is my story so when my older brother tyler turned 18 years old he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes which is a chronic autoimmune disease where the pancreas no longer produces insulin on its own with this being said i was also tested to see if i would develop type 1 diabetes and see if i was positive for any of the antibodies So when the test came back, um, I ended up being positive for all five out of five antibodies. And in February of 2020, I was also diagnosed with type 1 at 17 years old. And it's because of the diabetes
3: tests that she discovers the pancreatic cancer. Take a listen to her one more time.
0: Fast forward to February of 2022. um, I had yearly lab work done just with my primary care provider as a standard checkup. And aside from starting to feel just a little bit off, um, my lab work came back and my white blood cell counts were not in normal range. So further testing was then done. And on February 10th of 2022, quite possibly the worst day of my life occurred. I got the call from my oncologist and they found a mass on my pancreas and I had stage two pancreatic cancer at just 19 years old.
3: She describes her fear as a young girl with pancreatic cancer in our Cut32.
0: Scared is an understatement. I was terrified and I definitely still am. But I'm really glad I went to my yearly health check because it would have been so easy to just skip it and say I'm fine. So please take my experience and get regular lab work done because the sooner you catch anything that is wrong, the better chance of outcome and survival you would have. And it really could save your life like it did mine. So after finding out, I started treatment right away. Um, consisting of oral chemo and radiation. So far, I have completed 8 rounds of chemo and over 50 rounds of radiation. You know,
3: Stephanie Condon-Oldrieve joining us from Craig's Cause Pancreatic Cancer Society. I'm sure you've talked to so many survivors people and people that are battling pancreatic cancer. And, you know, that moment when you realize That you could be facing death is something that no one ever forgets. I remember when I had a shotgun pulled on me when I was a prosecutor and I was knocking on a door to deliver a subpoena. I uh, remember when I learned I had a melanoma, a very aggressive cancer on my leg. That was many years ago. It's been treated. Um, That moment when you find out that something could threaten you and your family forever. Stephanie, I know you've heard that a hundred times from people you work with.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, um, it's a it's a devastating diagnosis. It's a scary diagnosis. And quite often for the majority of patients, they really don't have time to digest everything they're being told before they find themselves either going in for um, what's called the Whipple Procedure, which is a life-altering surgery. They call it the atomic bomb of surgeries. Or you know they're they're facing a terminal diagnosis. So not only are they faced with a cancer diagnosis, they're faced with a cancer diagnosis that has really scary statistics with it. And uh, quite often, um, you know, we've talked about it almost or not almost it being having a PTSD effect on many of our patients and caregivers um, because it's just a moment in time that they know their life is going to change drastically. We're talking about a young girl, a teen girl, Maddie Russo,
3: who discovers that she has pancreatic cancer. Take a listen to Dave Mack at Crime Online.
5: Madison Russo was sitting in an accounting class at St. Ambrose University when she received bad news from an oncologist. The 19-year-old has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, leukemia, and has a football-sized tumor on her spine. Russo has an 11% survival rate for five years. After undergoing 15 rounds of chemotherapy and 90 rounds of radiation, she shares her story on TikTok to raise awareness. This offers Russo comfort and hope. And it's the message that leads to more media coverage for Russo. She does interviews with her local press, which is picked up by larger outlets. This leads to Russo discussing her cancer journey as a guest speaker at St. Ambrose University, where she is a student. Despite her illnesses, Russo continues attending class with a 4.0 GPA and works part-time job at John Deere. In her free time, Russo enjoys playing golf.
3: Not only did she continue her schooling and get a 4.0 GPA, she takes to GoFundMe to spread awareness about pancreatic cancer and to raise money for her treatment take a listen to our friends at inside edition
0: she raised over 37 thousand dollars on a goFundMe page Lewis Frillman was so moved by her plight he donated a thousand
2: dollars what struck a chord with you about her story
6: she was a you know a very
3: young person that appeared to be in a serious amount of trouble.
1: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters—
3: crime stories with nancy grace welcome back to crime stories i'm looking at this woman's bookend photo madison russo an iowa woman who faked cancer and documented her quote battle quote on social media will absolutely not go to jail now one of the things she did uh she would post photos of herself with medical equipment, claiming she had a football-sized tumor on her spine. She flees hundreds of GoFundMe donors out of nearly $40,000. And I'm looking at this picture. She has the the uh, tube in her nose incorrectly and someone picked up on that and the whole thing began to unravel.
0: So what happened? This week is uh, not a chemo week, it's just a radiation week.
6: Authorities allege Russo spent the past year claiming she'd been diagnosed with leukemia, stage 2 pancreatic cancer, and a tumor the size of a football that wrapped around her spine. Posting dozens of photos and videos like this she's since taken down, now reposted on TikTok by a Another user.
0: So it's my week off chemo, so I've just been doing um, radiation. So
3: why did she take down all the information about pancreatic cancer and her battle against one of the deadliest cancers known to man? What?
6: Listen to this. In one interview, Madison Russo claims doctors told her she had an 11% chance of survival. And people, charities, cancer organizations, they all donated to help her fight cancer. The Problem is, according to authorities, she doesn't have cancer, she never did. And that's not just a lie, it's a felony.
0: I'm too sick from treatment where I I can't go anywhere. I I can't do anything.
6: This morning, an Iowa TikToker accused of faking a cancer diagnosis, charged with stealing from people who donated to help her battle a disease authorities say she doesn't have. Investigators say Madison Russo took more than $37,000 from Maddie's fight against pancreatic cancer, a GoFundMe set up on her behalf that's now been taken down.
3: I'm so mad I could chew and nail in half right now. Kayla Brantley joining me, uh, investigative reporter with DailyMail.com.
2: Kayla, what? This is a crazy story, but unfortunately, not the first time we have seen people deceive the public to get some money and especially use GoFundMe to raise funds for something that isn't even real. And the way that Madison was caught was by her own hand, by posting on TikTok, by posting photos and videos of her medical tubes. And what's so amazing is that it was the public who caught on and said something doesn't look right there and started commenting and eventually reporting until she was caught.
3: Yes, the tubes were in the wrong position and some of the photos she posted. Joining me, Dr. Tim Gallagher, medical examiner for the entire state of Florida at pathcaremed.com, lecturer at the University of Florida Medical School, host of the International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation Conference and treated cancer patients as a surgeon. Dr. Gallagher, thank you so much for being with us. I was thrown over to start with when I heard she had 90 rounds of radiation. Is that normal? Uh, That's uh, absolutely
8: abnormal. You know, radiation, uh, basically what it does to your body is it microwaves the tissue. So it actually burns the tissue. So if she had 90 um, rounds of radiation, a lot of her tissue would be burnt the, the uh, disease tissue as well as the surrounding uh, live tissue that she still needs and she would suffer the uh, after effects of burning a lot of her uh, viable tissue, her live tissue uh, as well. So uh, no, she does not look like anybody who has undergone 90 rounds of radiation and I would really question a department that would schedule somebody for 90 rounds of, of chemotherapy. I'm sorry, of a uh, radiation. Uh, typically, 10, 12, maybe 15, but nowhere near 90.
3: As a matter of fact, uh, my dear friend is undergoing radiation for breast cancer right now, and it's supposed to be over. You know, once a week for I don't know, uh, maybe. 10 weeks or 16 weeks. And when I heard her say she had 90 rounds of radiation, but just as a, a JD and not being an MD, I, I wasn't sure that I was right. But I bet you are Spinning in your seat, Dr. Gallagher, when you heard that not only has she had 15 rounds of chemo, 90 rounds of radiation, she still was attending class every day, had a 4.0 GPA, a job at John Deere, and enjoyed golf in her free time.
8: You know, when we when we had these patients come to the hospital, they are jaundiced. I mean, they're, they're, the whites of their eyes are yellow, I mean, bright yellow, like nuclear yellow their teeth sometimes are even yellow you know and in a lot of these photographs her eyes are wide open and they look perfectly white to me Uh, she does not look sick you know we had a a saying at the hospital sick people look sick
3: wait a minute look I said I'm not an MD but listen Mm -hmm. I did not bring you on Crime Stories to have you spout out something my grandmother could have told me. Sick people look (laughs) sick.
8: It sounds simple, but it's true. I'm just
3: giving you a hard time. You're right. And you know what else, Dr. Gallagher? Um, I know you heard our special guest, Stephanie Condon-Oldreve, talking about how... Pancreatic cancer patients are often treated for other ailments because they look jaundiced or yellow looking. That's exactly what you're saying. In these photos that you looked at for us, she looks perfectly healthy. Now, how would her eye, what would she, what would she have looked like if she had stage two pancreatic cancer?
8: Well, she would be jaundiced, meaning her skin would be yellow and her skin would be so yellow that the, the white part of her eyes uh, would also be a very bright, vivid, vivid yellow, you know. And I'm looking at these photographs here, and they're not. Uh, people who are jaundiced, they do not have suntan lines because their entire skin is now yellow. Uh, and I'm looking at some of the photographs, and you can see around her clothing she has suntan lines. So that's how we in the clinic would determine if somebody was having pancreatic disease or liver disease that was leading to jaundice. We would look to see if they had a suntan line. We would look in their eyes to see if they were yellow. And then we would start uh, the blood test from there. Now,
3: why can't you get a suntan line?
8: Uh, because the, the yellow pigment uh, that is produced by the disease gets absorbed by the skin uh, evenly throughout the skin. So your skin is the exact same color from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, uh, meaning that um, any whitish area that you would have uh, would also be darkened by the the yellow pigment from the disease.
3: Guys, you've got to hear our cut for. This is regic Terry, a KW. QC6. Listen.
6: This search warrant is revealing some new details about what led to her arrest and what was taken from her apartment. This warrant says medical professionals came forward to report the inaccuracies of Russo's medical equipment placement on her body in the pictures that she shared on social media. The warrant also states the pictures appear that she took them from inside her apartment and not a medical office. Court documents say those medical professionals who came forward are prepared to testify.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at one photo. Let me go straight out to you. Kayla Brantley joining me from DailyMail.com. I'm looking at a photo on your article from DailyMail.com, and it shows Madison Marie Russo. She looks like she's got a glamour pic going on. She's beautiful, white smile, bright white eyes, healthy tan. Her hair is parted over, like kind of slung over, The only thing that makes you think, well, maybe it's not a glamor shot. You know, those shots uh, that you can go to the mall and get, and you look very, very glamorous. Well, is that she has a medical bag and she's got her shirt undone a good bit. Not judging. Don't care. But that reveals all of these tubes taped, and it looks like with scotch tape to her chest. She has a tube from the ear to the nose. Now, And she's holding the tube with perfectly manicured hands. That's in your article, Kayla. And so that's what I keep looking back at. It's a Daily Mail article. Jackie is wildly waving a note to me that Dr. Gallagher says, if you looked at this Daily Mail photo, let's see where you guys got the photo. Uh, TikTok. Yep. Straight from her own TikTok, Dr. Gallagher, you said something along the lines of, "If Jackie is to be believed, that any first-year med student could tell you that placement is wrong." Tell me, Dr. Gallagher, in depth what you're talking about.
8: Well, absolutely. Um, if you look at, um, if we're looking at the same photograph, she's got a tube that's going in her nose to an IV bag, and she's got one uh, taped to the the front of her chest. Um, the one that's going to her nose, the IV bag is actually lower than um, the uh, tube that goes into her nose. So how is that going to be gravity fed you know, into her nose? Um, if it's a bag that collects fluid out of her body through her nose, then there's no fluid coming out of that uh, tube going into the bag.
3: Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, I can't believe this woman. She claims her quote medical journey started uh all the way back in 2022, that in February. She was outed when cops got medical records from centers where she was a patient and exposed she had never received any form of cancer treatment. And then cops find out she was. No shame stealing photos from cancer patients' social media accounts in an attempt to make her story more credible. Did you get? Let that sink in. Stealing photos from real cancer patients' social media so she could use them to document document her so-called cancer journey. I want to vomit. This woman makes me sick. She shared her cancer journey, her words, not mine, in newspapers. She gave talks at St. Ambrose University where she studied um, on podcasts and the National Pancreatic Foundation. Oh, my stars. You know, at her apartment, uh, police found pursuant to search warrant, of course, a brown paper bag with medical supplies, an IV pole, cotton ball-filled pump, boxes of dressings, wigs, and a prescription for nausea, ma- nausea medication that was made out to one of her kinfolks. Now, she took money from 439 generous hearts, including from cancer foundations and school districts. Oh, my stars. You know, this one donor named Lewis Frillman, He gave her a $500 donation. He said, quote, my thinking is say a prayer for this young kid. She's going to have a lot of terrible consequences as a result of this. Boy, I bet he was surprised. So what happened? Okay, Dr. Gallagher, another thing. Jackie's now waving another. What what did you just say about the bandage and the port? She wants me to ask you about in the same picture. A port, it looks as if there is a port. In her chest, and what does the bandage have to do with that? What does that reveal to you?
8: Right. So uh, sometimes, if people have cancer, they'll have a port, uh, which is a um, it's a it's a a plastic device that goes under the skin that you can stick needles into, which will spare your arms and your and your uh, legs, you know, from getting IVs in it. Um, so this port is uh over the uh, it's almost essential part of her chest which is where a lot of bones uh, would be and um, anybody who would put this port in this place on this somebody so young um, uh, should have their medical license taken away from them Uh, the lung is over there you can puncture the lung uh, you can puncture the heart uh, you can puncture a lot of the major blood vessels trying to access that port if it was in this location so there are ports to to be put on the chest but this location is not where you want it it's too risky
3: let me go to stephanie condon aldree joining us founder director of craig's cause pancreatic cancer society who lived through pancreatic cancer with her father he was the victim how i don't know does it make you mad or does it make you sick What this girl did, stealing people's money, pretending she had pancreatic cancer.
4: I guess there's there's a range of feelings. You know, you certainly feel sad, you know, about where, you know, some people in our society are are headed or or what they're doing to very, you know, the people that donated to her cause, donated to her cause because they wanted to help. They wanted to make a difference in her life. They wanted to give her hope. And, uh, you know, so she took advantage of of all of those donors, all of those supporters that wanted to make a difference in her life, but she also just took advantage. You know, she she spread incorrect information about pancreatic cancer, and for all those donors, I imagine you know they'd be quite jaded um, and and not trust maybe to to donate to a, a you know a, a, an accredited cause or you know, and to continue to make those differences, you know, and and that in turn can impact, you know, many organizations programs because they're dependent on, on donor trust and donors wanting to make a difference. So I feel sad that, you know, that there's people out there that do that. I feel, you know, disappointed, you know, that there's so many donors that were taken advantage of. You know, you certainly feel angry from a personal perspective because I know my dad lasted eight weeks with pancreatic cancer and, uh, you know, you never forget that, you know. So for someone to pretend that they had such a deadly disease and to take to take those. Feelings and emulate them in such a false way is really taking away from somebody else's
3: experiences. Basically making money off other people's misery and heartache. With me also, forensic psychologist... Dr. Sherry Schwartz and Special Deputy Sheriff Greg Smith. Greg, take a listen to our cut thirty-three. You haven't heard it all yet. Listen to her talking.
0: And then, at my three-month scan, I was informed that the tumor on my pancreas was shrinking and it was responding to treatment. However, it also spread to my blood and is acute lymphoblastic leukemia. There is a mental health crisis in America right now. And I want to touch on the impact that cancer and chronic disease patients can go through. When your life changes in an instant and many days are spent vomiting and pain and being restricted with what you can do, your mind also becomes sick. Her mind was sick,
3: all right, because she was ripping off people with a fake pancreatic cancer diagnosis and capitalizing on people that are suffering along with their families watching them with this disease that moves so swiftly through your body. But that's not all, Greg. Listen to Cut34.
0: Yeah, I get a lot of questions about my hair. Like, you look so good. Like, how are you keeping your hair? Um, it just comes down to my brand of chemo, which is oral chemo. Um, I got really lucky with that. So thank goodness, fingers crossed. That's something to be so grateful for.
3: That's what I'm saying, Greg. I, I'm so mad. I want to chew a nail in half. Why is her hair look so great in the Daily Mail picture I'm looking at that they took from TikTok? Because it's healthy. She's healthy. I mean, Greg Smith, as a special deputy there in Johnson County, and you can find Greg at kelseysarmy.com. You know, sometimes I feel like we've seen it all, but this little girl right here has shown me I have not seen it all. There's still more ways to irritate and disgust us all.
8: Well, Nancy, this is... Is a classic example of what I would call the oldest profession in the world, and that's the con job. Um, these people that do this have no regard for anybody else's feelings. The important thing here is simply to be able to pull the con off for their own benefit. The only person that matters is them. They're very narcissistic. They're very empathetic in that they can pull emotion from people in order to get whatever their goal is. But when it comes to caring about other people, there's zero of that. People say, oh, well, you know, that type of crime, uh, it's it's a victimless crime because nobody's physically hurt. That's a bunch of bull. Um, The mental trauma, the, the emotional trauma that people go through, particularly those in this case that have had a loved one go through that type of cancer, you know, it's unconscionable what she
3: did. The fact that a judge hands down straight probation just is infuriating. This woman clearly premeditated her whole plot to steal from generous souls trying to help her battle cancer. It was all a scam, a fake. Guys, you've got to hear more of this woman. I've got so much of this woman talking about her ailment, while other people, uh, like you heard our friend Stephanie condon Oldreave talking about what uh, her she went through as her father suffered pancreatic cancer. Okay. Listen to our Cut 28. Here she goes again.
0: Um, the first word that comes to mind is just ugly. You know, it's an ugly disease. It's nasty. It's, um, it's very just aggressive and, you know, it wants to just kill everything. But at the same time, I think I would um, describe it as kind of like, like, I don't know, like, ever-changing, because it, it changes you as a person, and I guess I'm kind of going into, like, the spiritual side of it a little bit, but, like, yeah, when I can, like, it truly changes you, like, I feel like I'm a whole different person than from when I was, you know, before February, like, just my outlook on life, and... Her spiritual side... My rear
3: end, her spiritual side, that's her speaking to a uh, host on the Purple Podcast. Kelly Brantley joining me from DailyMail.com. I, I don't even know what to say about this woman. So somebody noticed she had her tubes and her port in the wrong place. I'm just thinking about all the people across the world that have to have a port where they're jabbed So many times they finally just put in a semi-permanent port so they don't have to have needles stuck in them all the time. And here she is with her fake port. What
2: is happening with this woman? Well, when officers went to her house, I want to take you through what was seized from her apartment. Um, There was a brown paper bag with medical supplies an IV pole with a feeding pump that was filled with cotton balls, two boxes of transparent medical dressing, a wig, some cash, and pills for nausea that were actually in her mother's name, not even for her. So she went through all of the the efforts to get the supplies that made it look like she had this disease and not only that she stole money but she also stole photos from people who suffered from these cancers and posted them as her own to pass them off. You know
3: just when I think I've seen it all Kirby Clements somebody like this comes along and you and I have seen a lot of bad people in our line of business that's really kind of all we see are the very worst of society. I've seen killers, rapists, child molesters, you name it, drug lords, you have too. But I got to tell you, this girl is right up there with the worst of the worst. Basically taking advantage of cancer victims. Well,
7: you know, now from
3: the defense perspective, I would say. Oh, dear Lord. What? Go ahead. She didn't take,
6: I mean, while cancer victims are impacted, I guess, incidentally in this, she didn't actually take money from them. Um, I think she capitalized, and and there are some deep issues that she probably has. As a defense lawyer, I mean, you're not going to argue that she's not guilty. You just kind of have to go in there and explain why she did what she did and try to help get her on the right track. I think there's some mental health issues going on there. Maybe she liked the attention, low self-esteem. Who knows? I mean, it's not an excuse to commit a crime, which is why you'd obviously be encouraging her to take a plea.
5: I think
3: I know somebody that's going to disagree with you, and her name is Stephanie Condon-Oldrave. So, Stephanie, what do you have to say to Miss Madison Marie Russo?
4: Oh, I don't know. There's a, there's a range of feelings. You know, you certainly feel, you know, as a, a person that went through a diagnosis with her dad, um, you certainly feel, you know, angry that she would try to emulate those, you know, symptoms and pretend to be, you know, sick when she's not Um you know, you, I'd, uh, from, you know, I'm, I certainly don't have a law degree, but I know um, from a, you know, a charity perspective, we'd certainly want to see individuals like that prosecuted because it does so much damage um, just to our donor base, you know, and, uh, you know, And anyone that that supported her, you know, would feel a sense of being taken advantage of, especially, you know, when you look at pancreatic cancer, the average age is about 60 years old. And those are a lot of the age groups that are being scammed and targeted.
3: Oh, you're so right. I didn't even think about it in that perspective. Madison Russo scams nearly forty thousand dollars. The judge hands down a suspended sentence.
9: What happened? Over 400 people sent Madison Russo donations. Russo's claims of being ill unraveled when medical professionals caught on to discrepancies in her story, resulting in her arrest. Russo pleaded guilty to first-degree theft charges after she scammed more than $37,000. Russo told the judge that she faked the cancer diagnosis to garner more attention from her family. The 20-year-old apologized as she sobbed in court, saying she knows what she did was wrong and wished she had sought out help regarding her family. A judge handed down a 10-year suspended sentence. She must pay $39,000 in restitution, and then she must herself pay a $1,370 fine. If she stays out of trouble for the length of her three years probation, Russo won't have to go to jail. A defense request that Russo's conviction be wiped off her record if Russo successfully completes her probation was denied by the judge. Russo must also do 100 hours of community service.
3: Let's take a listen to the weak link in the judicial system, Judge John Tillene.
10: I can certainly appreciate and understand their thoughts that uh, a criminal, the time in jail is appropriate. However... You have no prior criminal records. You you were and are very young. You have been cooperative with the prosecution and you agreed that at least the victims that directly donated to your campaign will be made whole by the restitution. You have also suffered a very real and substantial punishment of the local, national and even international coverage of your crime. The court has determined that no further purpose would be served by rejecting the plea agreement and requiring the parties to take this case to trial simply so the sentencing judge could have the option of placing you in prison, which would that would be the result if I did not suspend the sentences here today.
3: Man, I would have this woman picking up trash on the side of the road for the next five years on the chain gang, for Pete's sake, with a big sign, I faked cancer and I stole money. But you know what? Long story short, she dodges prison time. You know what? Sometimes there just ain't no justice. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
1: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road.